Welcome to Because Things Can Be Different. Um, this episode is going to be all about why do I need coffee shop branding? Won't a logo do? And the answer is no, no, it won't. Just a logo it doesn't count. It's not, you try harder. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Are we done then? I think that's it. I think that's oh, okay. it. No, it's um, yeah. So, what we're going to try and do is explain the details behind branding. Some of you may know them, um, others won't. Uh, we believe, obviously, owning a branding agency and coming from that type of background, it is very important. Um, but the proof is in the pudding. You know, some of the best businesses in the world have got the strongest brands behind them, yeah. um, especially customer-facing, which coffee shops, you know, the food and beverage industry is all about the people that come through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we are hoping to cover today. Um, we're going to try and keep it brief so we won't be able to get all the technical details in but if anyone has any questions afterwards please contact us mm-hmm. um, either via, via our social media um, at Crate47 um, or via email um, info at Crate47.com so if yeah. you've got any questions and we haven't covered anything let's let's get that out of the way now you're and also welcome to contact us at liquid underscore group yes anything to do with the interior side of things um, yeah have a look at that uh, right, let's get on with it then. So we're going to try and cover it in five points. Um, so these are the bits that you cannot miss. There's yeah. other bits, but this is definitely, if you do these, you're on your way to creating what we would consider a nice solid brand yeah. to be. Um, what's number one on the list, so Michael? Market research. Market research. This is the bit that gets missed. Mm. It is the bit that gets missed. Everyone seems to think really it's important. the big it's the big corporate companies um, and not a small coffee shop based, you yeah. know, in the suburbs of London or... Um, you know, down where we're uh, most of us are based in in Brighton. Um, it isn't just for the big corporate companies; it's for everyone. It's very important that you uh, you research the market sector that you mm-hmm. want to go into, or the one that would be best suited for you to go into. Um, we talked about this before we started recording. That the one thing that we will always recommend is that the customer is passionate about the sector they're going into. Mm. Um, because I'll tell you what, you might go into the most profitable sector, but if you're not passionate about it or you hate it, it's going to come across in the business. It's going to come across in the brand, especially if you're going to be operating within the business and not just starting it and walking away. Um, so it needs to be something you really care about. Yeah. Um, if you don't care about coffee, don't start a speciality coffee shop. It'll be the worst thing you can do. There's only so much we can do as a branding agency for customers um, before it will become just a shell a facade and that's not what brand is about it's not what your logo should explain at a glance should tell people um what the company's about and then you go into the more detailed side of it so the market research is about really setting the foundations of what you're trying it's almost it's discovering the target yeah you know you're going into demographic yeah yeah it's the demographic it's the target that you're trying to hit um the type of people you want to attract to your business um and also maybe even which we would definitely recommend the area in which you open the business mm. rather than just finding a nice open spot open shop sorry in a in a spot that you walk past on your way to work is that the right spot for the type of business you want yeah. if you're going kind of cool third wave mustache kind of brigade uh you know that needs to be mustache in the right area <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it, it needs to be in the right area for yeah. that you know how many of those people live in one area compared to the other mm. um so you need to you need to 
need to get that bit right before you even worry about the logo. Mm. Um, so it can get very scientific. Some We were talking again before we start recording. Some companies will spend millions and millions of pounds, dollars, pesos on uh, on researching this. And it can get quite scientific. It's about, it's about demographic. It's about... Um, it's, it goes all the way down to the sort of papers that person may read. You can get really detailed, and it, and we would recommend customers do think like that. But you don't have to hire a company. The companies out there that that's all they do is market research, and will give you a set of um, data to give to a company like us. Um, to then we would then build a brand off of the data that they discovered. Yeah. That's not necessary on a small business where you're trying to bootstrap it, which is what we're aiming these podcasts at. Um, so you just need to do your own research, the area, spend some time in the area as well. We have our mm. customers where they're moving to a new area and they want to own a shop in said area, but they don't know very well. No. Um, they might be moving from 400 miles away. That's not a safe business model. No. Spend some time there, preferably move in and become a local. This, I was listening to uh, someone talking the other day, actually, on, on a podcast, um, and they were explaining about that. You have to have the local advantage, even if you have to give it to yourself. So, yeah, if you don't live, say, in, in a cool suburb of London or um, Bristol, for example, but mm. you would love to move there and create a business, you need to spend some time there and understand, you know, which streets would take that type of coffee yeah. shop. Um, again, it can all sound very boring. Volume. Volume. People you want a high volume of people. Yeah. yeah makes it a lot easier makes it a lot easier to have a high volume of people and also what type of coffee shop are you going to be you know putting into that location if you're aiming for a roastery then that might not be great because you may be in a premises that's under a block of flats or um you know the the noise and whatever you're going to be doing inside those fire eggs might not let you do it and the fire eggs yeah um those are like the boring bits that stop you but when it comes to the brand attached to that you don't want to do everything to create this roastery brand where you're all about roasting your own coffee Mm. and you can't find a location that allows you to do it so it is simple but it's pragmatic yeah um so that's where you get your foundation. You should understand the sort of person. Um, we do stuff like you, and, and it's something that's very common in branding and, and advertising research is you might name the person and will be called Lucy. She's married to Marcus. They um, earn an average uh, household income yeah, of 75 to 90. Yeah. yeah, they drive a Mercedes E-Class because they have two children. Again, it all sounds a little bit ridiculous, but... It does work and it does make sense. You know, sitting here watching or listening to us, what sort of person you and your partner are, or if you're a single male or a single female living in London or living in Bristol or living in Glasgow, all of these things, you need to start thinking about that from a more literal, can you write it down point Mm -hmm. of view? How can you tell that story of your friends, say, if they're the people you want to come to your shop? This is very important because everything then comes off this. It's building a house, it's laying the concrete pad, it's building the foundations. So then that should lean your thinking and your branding agency or your graphic designer or whoever's helping you with this should all be based and your thinking should be then based off of that customer that you're wanting to interact with. Yeah, kind of sets your USP then, doesn't it, really? Yeah, well, you can set your USP off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So then that brings us on to the next section which is the bit that everyone thinks is where it ends creating the brand creating the brand creating the logo um so don't just do a logo that you think works Mm -hmm. have a look who are these people 
who are Janet and Joseph? Who are they already shopping with? Do they buy well-known brands? Um, do they drive that car? Do they go to that type of restaurant? Um, what do those restaurants and cars look like? What sort of brand do those have? What do they have in common? Mm. Um, it's very surprising if you really start dissecting brands how many common strains they have even though one will be selling a large four-wheel drive <laughs> and another one will be selling seafood in yeah. in a center of a city in our, in our process in actually talking to a customer or client i should say and trying to get an idea of what brands that they like they often go down the route of well we've been to this coffee shop or we've been to this coffee shop and that's great but we want to know yeah. the other side of, of, of it doesn't have to be a coffee shop doesn't, doesn't have to be a coffee shop no. it can be anything it can be a, it can be a company that make aeronautical parts it, it really <laughs> it can be that obscure flying coffee yeah it, it can be that obscure as long as you've got a reason that you like it yeah it can be as soft as oh well we just really like the colorway hmm. that's not super useful but it's when someone says oh you know i just really like them i really like this yeah. this um pottery company i think someone was referencing mm -hmm. they really liked their um, branding and the look and the feel and the heritage and etc and that that pottery company done a very good job of um of relaying that to their customers yeah. so when they bring that to us and say that we really like this and we understand it's not a coffee shop the point that we're trying to get to is it's the feel it's the it's the it's the gut feel that yeah. you get from brands that you like and that's what you're trying to get from understanding. So Jane and Joseph, I think mm. were the names I've used, you know, if they drive a high end luxury car or they drive um, a classic retro car that they love and adore and their yeah. Instagram's full of it. So, okay, they drive a retro classic car that they love and they drive around London in mm. it and their, their Instagram's full of photos of them. Then, okay, so what clothes are they wearing while they're driving their vintage car or their luxury motor car? Then all of a sudden, what restaurants are they going mm. to? Um, so we're talking about brand perception. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's how they want their brand it's to be It's the lifestyle and how lifestyle. you're going to fit into that yeah. lifestyle. Okay. Are they going to drive their luxury car to your coffee shop mm. or are they going to feel that that doesn't, doesn't fit with them? Mm. Um, and that's what you're creating. So that's where your brand, your mark... Um, pattern photographic language but the name as well the name unfortunately we do get a lot of people that have a name because they really just like the sound of it we've been guilty of that in the past mm -hmm. everyone has a name that means something to them um it doesn't mean it means anything to this target market that makes the most sense for your business so be really careful mm. of that i don't want to tell anyone not to name something something that means something to them yeah. because it the business needs to be driven forward by it you can help define the uh, the story behind the brand yeah so that's that's something that really has to be considered quite carefully. Yeah. Um, so make, we're trying to make lives easy. Yes. Like we are as a branding agency, but in this, what we're trying to explain is make your own life easy. If you're doing all of this yourself, for example, um, don't fight against something. If the name doesn't sound high-end and you're going for a high-end area, think about changing it. Mm. You know, unless it's something like, you know, a family member that has passed and it really means something to you that it's named that, then by all means do it because that is going to drive you forward. Yeah. Um, but if it isn't and you're just thinking of a name that sounds catchy, use that and then make sure that it ties in with the market sector you're going after. Mm. Um, so I guess brands that, you mentioned sub brands, so that that's quite in depth. Yeah, so sub-brand, I mean, no one really understands when we talk about sub-brand um, what, what it is. It's where you've got your logo, um, you've got your name. That's your basic 
kind of starting identity. point is your yeah. identity yeah, yeah you've got a mark maybe so it doesn't actually say anything it's just a it's a nice logo and then the sub brand off of that is it can be patterns colorways and then what really gets into more detail is um photographic language yeah. um so how what do the photos look like and what are they betraying how are they taken um I mean, you the one that's you're yeah, the you're no, the professional photographer. That's that's what Mike does. In it's the message that then is you know um, portrayed of the business out to the uh, out to the, the customer. Um, I suppose if you've got things like a website or you're using marketing material, then your your photography is going to be key. And we would always say you you need a website. Um, so the content is going to be really important for that. And then there's social media. If your content, your photography, or your you know your videography isn't up to scratch. You, there's no point in having a social media, you know, profile. Um, no, we we've seen businesses strive to build a social media yeah. following and a social media kind of strategy, and have tried doing it with bad quality imagery, mm. um, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And we've also seen the same company turn around and start producing good content or paying for good content to be produced for them, and it has changed everything. Yeah, um, we've got some companies that have quadrupled in size after they got their social media um, yeah up to scratch Mm. their strategy we call it strategy but you know it's about the photos and what they're saying and what they're doing and the sort of people that are in the photos as well that's that's a key part that's part of the sub brand if you're trying to appeal to a set of people why would you have a you know a a volume of photos of Mm. the opposite type of person that doesn't tie in with that lifestyle it doesn't make any sense so it sounds obvious when it's said out aloud but it can be missed very hard when you're doing everything yeah. in a business you're concentrating on your coffee machine working tomorrow you might forget that and it, it it's important that can that make you a don't... good photo though yeah yeah depends <laughs> on how you take it yeah <laughs> but that's that's another thing it's the technical ability behind it as well yeah you know you may not be the best person uh to take the photos you may be you know not so confident with your with your phone or your 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 dslr or whatever you know camera you're using so maybe find someone in the business that does um but i would say more importantly get a professional to do it oh mike selling your service <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's um yeah, it's something that can change your marketing the other the other key part of social media that that gets forgotten is it's it doesn't cost anything to post no. so and then everyone's like, oh well i'm gonna pay social media advertising stuff so we're not massive believers in that it's it it's it can help you get followers, but you need to get the right followers that engage with your business. Mm. And especially with a coffee shop, you're looking for quite localized. So it's much better to build it by creating great content, yep. um, especially with like Reels, um, Instagram Live and all these things. You can really try and engage with your customers and, and talk to them directly, um, feature them. Um, we've got some customers that have coffee shops where they're quite popular points for um cyclist to go to mm. um so they get quite a lot of content from you know they're on the way to um or they're at so and they can repost that etc so um yeah it's we can go on forever about social media or just media but it's part of the brand it has to be thought about it's nauseating and we know it and our girlfriends and wives and thing are so sick of us talking about Why it do you keep looking at your phone yeah, yeah why are you on instagram it's work <laughs> you sat there all evening and just looked at your phone yeah yeah it's research um i'm gonna get slapped for that. yeah <laughs> but <laughs> let's not let's not show them this um so that that comes down to the fifth and final point which is touch points so we've touched on all of these touch points but let's drill them down the main touch points yeah. within the coffee industry is the coffee shop itself 
that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. It needs to be designed with the target market in mind. Mm-hmm. Also with the business strategy in mind. You know, what is your aim? Is it takeaway? Is it eating? Are you going to serve food? Are you going to serve food but um, only snacks, cake? Yeah. We like Customer cake. retention, you know, are they going to be sitting around for a long time? Exactly, yeah. Like it comes down to the business operation side this is a lot of customers don't understand like we, we will go into if it's an existing business that we're rebranding we want to know where your revenue stream come from which ones have got the best profit margins because that's what a brand should be doing is mm. elevating that you know if your takeaway market is the one that makes all your money why would you create a brand that attracts more people to sit in yeah doesn't make any sense or yeah. vice versa you know if takeaway is really not profitable for you for some reason it, it should be but what why is it not profitable? Um, and why would we build a brand that like encourage more takeaway if actually the eating guys that eat quite an expensive lunch, for example, while drinking two or three coffees with their friends, mm. we want to create a brand that gets more of that. Yep. And we want to create all the sub points of this that's on our list, your social media, um, your photographic language that goes into social media. And then the other one that always gets missed and is incredibly important and become more important because of the current situation in the world is your website. Yeah, we're going to touch more on that in the next episode because we that's are. more about how to market your coffee shop brand. But you're right. Yeah, it, it needs you need yeah. a website. It just so it many customers to come to us and go constantly. Don't need a website. Well, we've got a bricks and mortar. It's like why would you do it? Just people finding your bricks and mortar store. It's incredibly important to have that online presence because mm. Google r- rules the world. Um, and uh, Google likes you to be active online and have a place for people to have a look at you, for example, opening times and stuff like that. It helps with all of the locational things. Um, so, you have, yeah, you have kind of elaborated there because it isn't just about a website. No, and we're going to say in the marketing yeah, episode, but it is just it's a key point. It's a touch point that cannot be missed. Um you have to have a website for any yeah. business. I mean, Jesus, I can't believe we have to still say this, if I'm honest, but I've had so many conversations with companies where they don't think it's necessary. And mm-hmm. um, we have built a large and successful design group purely on online digital advertising, yeah. marketing, content, engagement. Um, and that is not not far from the truth at all i, no, I mean that we've no, done we've right. done physical like shows and stuff but honestly some of the biggest contracts we've ever won and most coverage we've ever got is where people have found us online and given us a phone call yeah. and that's we're only selling what we know and how we build our own businesses and our own brands off the back of it so Very that true. is a key yeah. point we are in business ourselves that's that can be forgotten we don't just build other people's businesses mm. um so yeah i think that is probably it it covers everything on a simple basis and then we're going to elaborate on some more of this and next episode is i believe marketing um how do i market my uh, coffee shop brand so yeah a bit more give you a hint a bit more in depth yeah <laughs> basically there um, are other ways <laughs> but uh thank you for listening and watching um please comment and like this uh, podcast and we'll uh, catch you on the next one thanks a lot mm-hmm.